Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. All my gastroenterologist had to say was just go on a book tour and you're going to be fine. Everything's going to cure itself. <laughs> Welcome to Manic Rambling Spiral. I am Heather B. Armstrong. And I am John R. Bray. We are recording uh, midday Sunday. Sabbath. Which is, this is Sabbath. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> it's perfect. It's so fitting. We're breaking the Sabbath. We're working on the Sabbath. Shit. That's right. Shit, fuck, damn. <laughs> fuck, fuck, fuck. Let's just get that out of the way right now. Break all of them. This is our church for today. This is our church. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. I could sing a hymn, but I won't. I won't. I won't do that for you. Maybe later. Yeah. And you're, um, I mean, it feels kind of weird to say that you're back from your book tour because you're really just kind of stopping over at home. I'm, I'm, I'm really just taking like a pause from the nervous breakdown of, <laughs> of this whole thing. It was a... It was a week. And it's, it's not even a pause. Today is like... <laughs> I have to laugh. I have to laugh. I'm going to laugh because if I don't laugh, I'm going to cry. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in Salt Lake City right now. And I leave for Austin tomorrow. And I'll be reading in Austin on Tuesday. By the time this is um, live... I will have traveled to Denver, where I'll be reading that evening. Yeah. You'll be leaving, reading the evening of what? Wednesday? Thursday. Oh, okay. So this will go This will go live the day of your reading. Yeah. Excellent. So I'll have, I will have read in Austin by that time. So I've read in New York, and then from New York I went to Toronto, and then I read in Toronto, and then I came home and I read last night here in Salt Lake City. So three stops so far very laid back easy going very, very you know um i don't know i would be interested to hear how musicians go about their tours like the press schedule is kind of insane because you have to get up and do like early morning radio shows and early morning tv shows and those early mornings when you're not on your own time zone and you've just gotten there or like making you wake up at like three o'clock your time. Right. Yeah. And you still have the entire day after that to function. Yeah. Well, try to and, function. Well, and, and like for other press, like different radio things or interviews for things. And then, um, yeah. Interfacing with people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and those are all like the extra, little things like not even the reason that you're there like you're there to do a reading and then you've got these 27 other things that you have to do and still yeah, have energy yeah. for a reading yeah it's um it's a really exhausting 
pace. And I think um, I'm feeling it because I've been so bad about exercising in the last few, many months because of everything that physically, well, here's the thing. So the theme of next week's leg of the tour is there will be band-aids. There, there will be band-aids? There will be band-aids. I bought these new shoes because they were fashionable, not thinking about all of the walking that I'd have to do. Oh, yeah. And it sort of tore up my feet, like tore up my feet. My feet were destroyed. And so we had to stop and get like a pair of Converse in the middle of the tour so that I could wear the Converse with my dresses until we would like get to the place where I was supposed to go. And then I'd put on other shoes. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. But your shoes, your feet looked fashionable. So they did. You just can't see what's underneath the shoes. (laughs) A mess. (laughs) But all of the readings went well by the sounds of it. So, so, let me take a sip of water before I answer that question. Last night in Salt Lake City was a very spectacular, sort of like a once in a lifetime experience. Um, My doctor was there. My psychiatrist showed up. um, To be a part of it or to listen to you? No, he listened. Wow. He sat in the audience. And I did a Q&A with a lead anesthesiologist on the study. It was very interesting to hear him speak because he's like, so I have to, you know, he had to sort of temper his words because he was speaking in front of his colleagues. He couldn't be the very laid back guy that he is with me about things. Sure. And he did a fabulous job. There was a great turnout. My sister and brother and niece and nephew and both of my kids were there. My mom was there. Um, and the stories people told me afterward were just, you know, incredible and heartbreaking and wonderful and touching. So last night was a beautiful, beautiful, touching evening because, because I think my doctor was sitting right there and uh, he got to hear it all. (laughs) Right. Well, and it's where you live too. I mean, so even if you don't know any of the people who shared stories with you, it hits close to home. Yeah, and I made the point of that. I said at the very end, I took the, I said, I, I need to, you know, before we break, um, let me reiterate the fact that this study is only going on here at the University of Utah. It's not going on anywhere else in the world. And if anybody wants to apply for it, they have to apply to the University of Utah. And we have the best cancer care, the best eye care, the best mental health care systems here, right here in Utah, in in the world. And I I think we're so lucky, like it's in Utah, of all the places, it's in Utah. And um, I I made a point of like, so I, I think we should all like, you know, give this place some credit for the and intellect that it um, attracts in terms of science and medicine and the teams that work with it. We're very, very lucky to live in this place. And that's what I wanted to do with this book was to bring attention to Utah. And I will say that again, I I have a love-hate relationship with this place, but I will say I'm very, very lucky to 
live in a place where I had access to all of this. Absolutely. Yeah. And that was, I mean, that was just the last stop though. You also read in New York and then in Toronto. Yeah. So New York, um, was really interesting. Um, do you, are you, do you care to hear about all of this? Of course I, I do. Yeah. I mean, I've been following this book since before you even knew you were going to write a book. Uh, New York was, um, nonstop. It was go, 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 go. And there was a lot of press. Um, oh, I did the today show. <laughs> you, you did. Yeah. That kind of kicked it all off. Right. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh my God. I just remember that. Seriously. I just remember that. And I'm not saying that for, oh my God, I did the today show. That's right. Um, and that's a very interesting place. Um, really quickly, you can't take pictures in hair and makeup at all for you're some just reason not allowed? yeah you're not allowed huh. um so we got there they headed me down to hair and makeup the woman who did my makeup was like why are you here and <laughs> i have to give her the <laughs> there's no really quick and easy dirty version of like what my book is about it's like right. hi <laughs> So I sort of gave her the version and she did my makeup for about 30 minutes and told me about two of her daughters who spent time in hospitals because of depression. And this just keeps happening. And I think it's because not necessarily because I'm attracting the energy. It keeps happening because it's so common. Right. So I mean, many it's people. common, but your book and your voice are making people realize realize that it's common and then realize that, Oh, I can talk about this now. Like I can, I can say something now because she said something, which is yeah. huge. Well, thank you. Thank you for that. I mean, that, that, that's a lot of credit to give me. Thank you for that. That's a lot of credit. <laughs> um, I think because I brought it up with her and told her what my book was about, that she felt safe enough to tell me those things. Um, right. And, she she couldn't thank me enough for writing the book and was very excited to read it. And then we went out into the green room and sat there for a very long time talking to a producer to determine what, you know, it was, what the segment would look like. And then they brought me out into the set. Um, <laughs> they've changed the whole set since I was there last. And there is this wall of pictures of like Instagram pictures of me and pictures from my website and like pictures of all this stuff across the back wall. Like it was this gigantic wall of graphics of me. Which has got to be a little <laughs> it was, weird. It was like, holy shit. And when I sat down and I don't even remember, it's been so long since I've watched the Today Show, I will admit this, that I don't even remember who interviewed me. But he, I sat down next to him and he turned to me and I, and I, 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 I said to him, that wall is um, kind of intimidating. And he said, yeah, there was a guy sitting here last week. And I said, yeah, welcome to your funeral. This is what your <laughs> funeral looks like. <laughs> oh, and I was like, this is, I would love for this to be my funeral. <laughs> ah. um, and the segment is like not even four minutes long. And you're boom, 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 done. And then it's all over. And... But it was a and good segment there. for anyone who hasn't seen it. It's definitely worth watching. Oh, I haven't watched it yet. Thank you. It's it's good. And that I I literally, mean, I, that segment came out. I mean, you were on the Today Show just a what a couple days after your spread in People magazine. 
Yeah, people came out over the weekend, I think, everywhere. Okay. Yeah. And so someone emailed us. So big shout out to Jackie because she wanted to she wanted to read your spread in people. So she did a search for your name in people. And the very first thing that comes up says, Deuces Heather Armstrong on expecting again. <laughs> Which is clearly not a current piece, but that popped up and she was like, What the fuck? Really? This, did I miss something? So I wonder how many other people like thought thought that at first. I am not expecting anything <laughs> <laughs> other than to be really tired again tonight. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. For like the next four weeks, probably. Yeah. Um, yeah. Again, like you. Uh, I finished the Today Show and then we had about an hour of downtime and then I had, uh, where did I have to be? I forgot. I had to go do another show and then another show and then I had to record um, a radio show that was going to air here the next day. And then from there, I had to go home and go back to the hotel and change clothes to go to my reading. And I think the thing about places like New York and Los Angeles um, it's really hard to get a crowd out for a book unless you're super, 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 super big. Right. Because you have to you have to travel and you have to take a subways and stops and you have to get in your car and drive a long way and um, It's a big so ask. There were, it's a big ask, yeah. And Simon and Schuster, who is owns gallery books, who put my book out, has had terrible success with book readings in um in New York but they did this just because I was there and um, the people who were at my book reading there half of them were not from New York they were visiting from North Carolina or from Louisiana or from Michigan and they knew that I was going to be there so they showed up so they like they and built you into their vacation yeah wow yeah um, well <laughs> They weren't vacations. Oh, okay. No, they were um, trips to funerals. Oh. Yeah, that was that that first reading really. Um, although the turnout wasn't what I had hoped, the aftermath of it, the the story, people stayed in line to talk to me for a very long time, and told me things that will forever alter my life and um, shared with me stories and um, there were people who had no idea who I was and saw the flyer and came just because they wanted to know what this was all about which is you know that's what I wanted for this um, but I came home from that sort of um, laid flat on my back from it all and then I had to get up the next morning and be ready for an interview with The Guardian, which ran this week. Yes. Yes. I had to be articulate and I didn't want a puffy face. <laughs> <laughs> I get really puffy when I cry. So I had a breakfast with The Guardian that morning. And then there was a, a couple more things that happened that day press-wise but from, that was Wednesday. So this is Wednesday. This is the middle of the week. 
I'm sorry I'm going on, but no. so much fucking happened. Um, I'm going to cry about all of this because I haven't cried about it yet. There was a confluence of events that happened that day. Um, so many things that I can't even talk about that happened that day. So many things that just happened. It was one thing after another, after another, after another, after another. And um, significant things in my life. And um, Positive, significant? Um, some were positive and some were concerning and some were devastating. Okay, so very much life. Very much life, but like a confluence that like, Normally, this shit happens over the course of, like, four months. This happened in, like, the span of six hours. Um, and um, it was a lot. It was a lot. And then we had to get on a plane. The plane was a little bit late. And we got on a plane at 9.45 to go to Toronto. Didn't get in Toronto until almost midnight. And, uh... uh yeah, I had to call John Armstrong and have a very long conversation with him when I landed in Toronto. And it's, it was fine. Everything is good. John is staying here at our home um, while we're gone. And I just needed to have a conversation with him about some things. Um, is he, and, was that just for the first week or is he staying again? He's staying for the, all three weeks. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And I, I can't thank him enough. I can't, I appreciate his work and his dedication to this so much. I really, really do. We've come a long way. I even talked about that in Toronto, just like, you know, you may think your divorce is bad, but there is hope. There is possible hope for you. Like there was for me and that I didn't see. Um, and I was so emotional <laughs> by the time we got to the hotel in Toronto, I, I guess it was probably about 12, 31 o'clock in the morning. I didn't eat that day forgot because of everything that had gone on well and the and just the sheer pace of it the sheer pace of it i didn't eat and had for like forgotten that that was something that I, because of the pace of it like i even forgot that i was hungry and i was so dehydrated and so hungry well and i wasn't even hungry at that point that I just didn't, I had no idea where I was. I just had no idea where I was. Because I, I, at that point, I'd been crying so hard that I was dehydrated and I hadn't eaten anything. And I was just completely emotionally spent. If my child is walking to my room right now, I may turn around and just hug her. <laughs> like right now? <laughs> Hold on. Yeah. Let's see. Hug a child. Okay. There's no one in my room. All right. Okay. <laughs> or, or don't hug a child. You know, whatever. <laughs> I know. Um, yeah. When we got to Toronto, I was del I was delirious. I did not know where I was. I was just like, where am I? I don't know what's going on. Is is something open? Like I need food. There was no. There was nothing open. There was no food. Nothing. So. Um, those we are those are weird up. days though where you're so busy you're Ooh. legitimately not hungry because you just it yeah. doesn't cross your mind but then the second it does 
mm-hmm. there is no stopping that feeling. Like well, I was, tr- I was trying to figure out like, why am I feeling so disoriented? Why am I feeling? And I was like, Oh, I haven't eaten any, I haven't eaten anything today. And I've had very little water. Oh shit. Wait, I need to eat something. And then at that point it was so late that there wasn't really anything other than a mini bar, which costs like $17 for an almond. Oh yeah. Um, and so I finally got in bed and we had to be up my time at four thirty, six thirty 30, their time. And I had kind of adjusted to the time difference, but we barely, 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 barely made it to where I was supposed to be by the skin of our teeth. And then we did a flurry of, uh, press and signing. Like I went to different bookstores and signed books um, and flurry, 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 flurry. And then, yeah. <laughs> it was a lot to say the least. I mean, I would text yeah. you kind of periodically through throughout the week and not really expecting to hear, but mostly just making sure you were still upright and breathing. <laughs> Cause it was, it was nonstop. This is what it's, this is what it's like. It's like, like I, I would love to hear like a musician's, point of view from about what they go through on a tour like this like is it is it like this um are they waking up and doing early morning shows and then not getting any sleep and then like barely having time for food and that sort of thing um and meeting 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 people which for me is fine like i'm an extrovert that way where i i'm i love meeting people i love hearing their stories i love seeing them and touching them and hugging them. I'm a hugger, by the way, Just heads up. If you're coming to any of my dates and I, at one point, at one point I was like, shit, I didn't ask consent. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Can I hug you? Um, sorry. And uh, there, there was a black woman who was just like, yeah, uh, me too. And black lives matter, Heather. Oh God. <laughs> I was like, I'm so sorry. She's like, it's okay. It's okay. You can hug me. It's fine. Um, yeah, so I did a lot of hugging and meeting people. And, you know, you want to put on your best face and you want to, you know, look people in the eye and give people the right handshake and um, make the best impression. And trying to do that while you haven't slept much or eaten anything in 36 hours. Well, it's draining. It, it has to be. I mean, I, I can't comment from the musician perspective, but I know authors that I follow that go on book tours that kind of echo the same thing. Like, yeah, this is amazing and it's great. And it's so good to meet people and see them and talk about my book. But the reality is that I also spent six hours in a small room signing 2000 copies of my book. My hand is cramped. I have to sign more tonight. Then I'll go back to the hotel and wake up and do the same thing again tomorrow and try to fit everything else in. So it's good. It's po- it's like positive exhaustion, but it's still completely draining. Oh, oh yeah. Well, also, so those shoes. <laughs> Just go barefoot in Austin. You'll I really, I've, I've got to write, a, I've got to write a, a huge m- magazine piece about this whole shit because those shoes. Um, they, I had, I don't. I was trying to explain this. So the woman in Toronto. I'm going to get to my point. I promise. <laughs> the woman who arranged all the publicity and everything in Toronto is this 
fucking rock star. Like you can tell that she loves her job and she's good at it. And she was like, um, just so fucking wonderful to work with. She was just so on it. And I was telling her, I was like, you know, I work from home. Um, I rarely get dressed up. And when I do, um, I wear a pair of shoes that I've had for the last like seven years. Um, it's the same pair of like high heel, like, like black high heels that I've always worn. And so these new shoes that I have that I've never worn before, because I'm wearing them all the time because I'm out doing press and I'm out in front of people, um, I'm having to walk in a different way. Um, so my legs started to cramp. <laughs> I started to get actually debilitating leg cramps because of walking in these stupid, stupid black heels. Stupid black fashionable heels. Fashionable heels. And I would take them off and I would lie and I would fall down on the on the hotel bed and my my calves would literally seize. Good times. I I was like, oh, this was like, this was so dumb. I'm so dumb. <laughs> I'm so dumb. Well, but you just, you don't think about it. You're like, I'm, I'm going to do I this thing. So it. I need something, not even need, but like, I would like something new. I'm going to go do this. And you don't really consider that. Didn't you yeah. also wear a new pair of shoes when you ran the Chicago marathon? I'm pretty sure yeah. you did. I did. Yeah, I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did that. Um, so it's a thing. Sometimes, well, I get this brain when I go into like travel mode where there are certain things that I just don't consider because all I'm doing is packing and making sure I'm packing everything. And I don't realize, wait a minute, I'm going to need like 70 bandages for my feet because these shoes are going to ruin my life. <laughs> these shoes are going to ruin my life and de debilitate me. So I'm going to need to either pack another pair of shoes that I will wear until I get to the event, or I'm going to need to pack like four boxes of padded band-aids. Uh, this is like advice for anybody who's ever going to go on a book tour. Band-aids. And, and maybe not new shoes. I mean. Maybe not new shoes. A lot of coffee. A lot of coffee. And water. I mean, I already texted Water. you this, but oh, take it from God. the guy who passed out in Starbucks yeah. partially due to dehydration. Just fucking, <laughs> I, I fucking love drink that. the water. <laughs> you text me, you're like, take it from me who passed out in Starbucks. Water. Yeah. Even even if you can't find time to eat, just hydrate. Because that's, yeah. and especially if you're drinking coffee, it will fuck you up. Yeah. And that was, that, that that's what happened to me. Like I had not had water or food for when I got to Toronto at that point, I had not had sustenance for um, a good 36 hours. Cause I hadn't had dinner the night before because we had, we had to go to the reading. And then after the reading, we had a little bit of ramen, but I was so anxious that about, ev about everything that my anxiety made it so that I didn't have that much of an appetite. And so I was like, I was trying to get as much as I could in without being sick right yeah yes i still have anxiety no the, the treatment did not cure my anxiety <laughs> but you just you cope with it better now i, I cope with it yeah. yeah i don't want to be dead that's that's the main thing right. is that i don't want to be dead 
Yeah, that's a that's a positive. It's a positive. Will this week Although, be? I don't want to say easier, but it sounds like you've got two stops, and I, because last week you had New York, Toronto, and then also the reading in Salt Lake, so you have Austin and Denver. And are, is there anything yeah. after that, or will this week be a little bit lighter? This week will be a little bit lighter, I think. Um, I we get home on Friday, and then we're home for one day, and then we have to leave on Sunday to be in Portland for the reading in Portland or excuse me, wait, the reading in Seattle is on Monday. So we have to leave on Sunday. Gotcha. So we have one day home next week. That's a little rough. So that's, that's going to be, you know, a little, even so cowboy. Okay. Now, hang on. Are we, are we going to continue to call him cowboy? Even though his name is now in everything. His name is Pete. Okay. His name is Pete. I mean, yeah, we can continue with Cowboy because I do like that. He but. loves he loves opening his phone in the morning and showing me all the women who are following him on Instagram. Oh my god! <laughs> he like will scroll through his notifications and there's all these new women following him on Instagram, and he's like, "What is this?" And I'm like, "Welcome." <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome, Pete. Pete Ashton. Because that's the first time. Like his full name has been attached to you yeah. publicly, yeah. And I got his permission and I got his full, you know, sign off on it. I mean, his pictures in People, so. His pictures in People magazine. Yeah. They talk about him extensively in the Guardian article. Um, yeah, he, uh, Pete. Um, even Pete, who ran for office in 2006 and then again in 2012, he just looked at me like on Thursday and was like, this is insane. Like this pace is just crazy. Like what? I don't know how people do this. Like, he's like, I don't know how you're doing this. Like I'm, all I'm doing is sort of showing up and like standing in the back of the room in a tie and you're doing, and I was like, this is what you have to do. This is what you do. Right. Yeah. This is what you do. Even he was just like, this is just crazy. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Have you ever been to Canada? I Yeah, but it's been, I don't know, 25 years. I was a kid. And never Toronto. The humidity, first of all, the humidity fucked me up. Oh, God. It fucked me up. That's right. You're it not was, used to that in Salt Lake. No, oh, man. no. And it was, uh, 
the the last day, so Friday, it was raining outside and it was kind of cold. And so inside was really hot. Like they jacked up the, the, the heat. So it was really hot inside. And then you'd step outside and it'd be like freezing. So it was hot to cold, hot to cold, hot to cold, hot to cold, like all day long. And I just, I didn't need, I was just, I was like, am I, am I going through menopause? <laughs> <laughs> am I going through the change? <laughs> that would be the last thing you possibly need while on book tour, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> no, yeah. So I'll just go ahead and admit that um, I was on my period for the first week of my book tour. So just understand that women get really emotional. I get really emotional when I'm on my period. So let's just, let's just add in a period to the first week of a book tour. Yeah. Uh-huh. There you go. So pretty awesome. All in all. <laughs> you know, people are just like, well, you know, you've been, you know, you've been, you, you, you've talked about all of this other stuff. And I'm like, oh, yeah, um, I was on my period. And I, I told this to you, uh, I'll just go ahead and be honest. Um, the pace of it and the anxiety and that emotion, like that one day of emotion, that Wednesday of emotion, that will go down in history as one of the days of emotion for me. Uh, all my gastroenterologist had to say was just go on a book tour and you're going to be fine. Everything's going to cure itself. It's going to clean you out. <laughs> It's going to clean you out for probably a good five days, right? Oh, You're just going to be, it's going to clean you out. You're even, even if you haven't eaten anything, it's still going to clean you out again and again and again and again. You're going to be on a five hour flight home and you're going to be in the bathroom the whole time. It's going to be fine. Just go on a book tour. It'll be great. But I think we need to remind everyone that you're no stranger to diarrhea on planes. <laughs> like this is you're kind of a veteran and that was a short flight all things considered right yeah 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 mm -hmm. and and so but so what so and, and we got on the flight home from toronto which i still have to talk about really quickly we got on the flight to go home from Toronto and we're sitting next to this really, really, really talkative sales guy. He's just like, Hey, where are you going? What's going on? What you doing? And both Pete and I are just like dead. Right. And we're like, Oh yeah, we're um we're headed home to Salt Lake and he's like, Oh, really? Salt Lake's your home? And he starts talking, he's like, What are you doing here? And I was like, Oh, um, I um I wrote a book. He's like, Oh, really? What's the book about? And I just pulled the book out of my purse and I handed it to him. And I was like, it's a really, really fun romp through suicidal ideation. It's a good read. Like, I was so tired. And he's like, really? And the guy in front of him turns around and stands up and says, did you write, did you write what? And I said, oh, I wrote a book about my depression and my treatment for it. And he's like, can I, can I take a, a picture of the cover? And I was like, yeah, of course. He's like, I just... I just, um, I just failed to intervene with someone that I loved. Wait, say that again. I just failed to intervene with someone that I loved. That's what he said. That's what he said. Oh, can I take a picture of the cover of your book? Oh man. <laughs> and, um, 
and that's when Pete sort of like grabbed my hand and because he knows that, that that stuff really, really, really gets to me because I feel it. I feel it. Um, and so he took a picture of it and the, the guy sitting next to us took a picture of it. And um, it just happens like it happens. It's just so common. Well, then that's been it happening, though. So I mean, that was happening before the book was even written, before you even had sold it. Yeah. You would tell people what yeah. you were doing and everyone and can relate me. in some capacity. Yeah. They would tell me and they would, everybody had a story to tell. Um, everybody had something, everybody had some sort of like, had been affected in some way, either tangentially or very, very, very closely. Um, but the, the people in Toronto were just so, so lovely and, there was a huge crowd and they stayed and they told me their stories and um, it was such a lovely, lovely, lovely experience. I can't thank them enough for giving me what they did. And um, uh, we didn't get to see much of the city because we were going, 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 going. Um, and I had to be up the next morning after the reading. I had to be up at like three o'clock my time. Um, so, uh, to on a radio show. And so I didn't take most of my medication because I was afraid that if I did, cause we got in so late that I wasn't going to be able to wake up. And when I shouldn't have done that, you shouldn't have skipped it. Yeah, no, that's probably true. Well, yeah, there's withdrawal from medication, very quick withdrawal. And so I was pretty sick for most of the day. Um, but I didn't know, I didn't want to take it and not like be awake and aware because there literally was like three hours for us to sleep. Right. So, um, yeah. So, um, so then I'm going to, I'm going to whisper about this. Okay. Okay. Um, we, um, got home, uh, about an hour, half late. Our, our flight was delayed and we got home on Friday night. So, um, we get home and, um, let's see, all four kids, his two kids and my two kids are out front and John Armstrong is out there as well. And his ex is out there as well. And they're Pete, there. Pete's ex? Pete's ex. Yeah. Oh. And they're there. Why? And we pull up in, in our in the lift and we, we and I'm like he's like, Don't look, don't look. And I'm like, what? And he's like, Don't look. <laughs> you're you're both in the lift, like, oh fuck. I was like, is this happening? He's like, It's our big happy family. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. Yeah. Why so were we they out. I mean, why was everyone out? John was leaving because he had stayed to feed the kids. She was dropping off his younger daughter for the weekend to see him. Um, and we all sort of happened to collide at the same time. And it was fine. It was totally fine, actually. There wasn't there wasn't anything awkward about it at all, oddly. Like, it was fine. But those moments, like, like, they are very often fine. And the way that I always <laughs> describe it, like... When we had Lexton's birthday, both Heather and Robert were there, and it was fine. Would I rather have not done that? Yes, absolutely. 
but it was fine. Like, would you have rather just pulled up in a lift and gone inside and that was it? Yeah, <laughs> but it was fine. And I think, like, it's okay to, like, it's not bad. It's not that anyone is bad. But I think everyone in that situation would probably be like, yeah, I would rather not. But it was I'm okay. I'm sure that both of them were like, oh, shit, they just pulled up in a lift. Right. Oh, shit. Right. Oh, God. What do I do? Do I do I jump in my car right now? What do I do? What do I do? And and John and Pete's ex don't, they don't know each other, right? No, no. Oh, they don't man. know each other at all. I think they met for the first time right then. And... At that at that point, I was um, so dehydrated from the reverse effects uh, from what my gastrointestinal. You know, had he told me that going on a book tour was going to do this to me, right? <laughs> I was I was still really 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 sick when we, when I got out of the car, and um, my legs were screaming at me because of the stupid stupid shoes, and um, I was I was in physical like turmoil like my whole body was just shutting down because it could see the house it's like when you see your mom right right your mom come and and you can like oh mom i had a horrible day at school like that's when you know you can break down because you're right there yeah Yeah. i saw the house and my body went over home we're done like like my body just like hit the ground like we're done we're home we're done and then you see four kids and two exes (laughs) you're like no it's already shutting down no (laughs) oh man yeah um so and then i had to get up today and or yesterday yesterday and go get a whole bunch of shit done for this week and then do my reading last night so so today is like your first day off since last sunday yeah and I use that loosely because I know there's like laundry and packing to get ready and but you know laundry packing kids I had to take somebody to the airport um I I have not looked at my email for a week <laughs> which must be sort of haunting but also kind of freeing I'm so scared I'm so scared <laughs> with enough weeks though it'll get to the point where it will just you, you might yeah. as well just close your account just be done. <laughs> oh, wow. I apologize again if I haven't responded to your email. It's because I haven't opened my computer in a week. I literally, I did not open my computer all week long. It was that crazy. It was that busy. And then. <laughs> and the book tour continues. Well, so, and I don't know if this is going to make it into the story. It's going to be funny if it does. Um... On Wednesday, during the emotional fury that was happening in my life, I get a, a, a email comes to my phone. I can see like email on my phone. I just don't, I just don't open the email. Right. But I can see like the first couple of lines. And there was an email from a reporter here uh, for KSL, which is the local NBC station. And she's like, we've heard about your book and we want to do a story about your book. And when can we, when can we do this? So I take a call in the middle of this whole emotional tornado and I arrange for her to show up at my house yesterday at four. 
before the reading so that she, I was like, okay, you know what? I'll just have, I'll just have somebody come do my hair and makeup because I've been having that done. And you can like be there with me while they're doing that so that you can like get that whole experience. And the, and I invited Dr. Tadler to my house for dinner because uh, he and I were going to be doing a and a So my friend is in town and staying with us and she showed up at four. The reporter and a camera guy showed up at four. Um, the hairstylist and makeup artist showed up at four. Dr. Tadler showed up at four. I am upstairs throwing on what I'm going to wear that night, last night, because I just got home from running all the errands that I had run. And I am searching for my jewelry. And I can't, it's gone. It is nowhere. I cannot find my bag of jewelry that has all of my jewelry in it. And I am throwing my suitcase and like throwing clothes. It was like a cartoon. I am throwing clothes and like cosmetics and shit all over the room because I can't find this one bag of my all of my jewelry and I can't find it and I got so mad because I like I'm all these people are waiting for me that I like slammed I didn't know they were there yet (laughs) all I knew is that my friend had showed up I didn't know that the reporter was sitting downstairs but I got so mad that I didn't know where this one bag of jewelry was that has all of my jewelry in it, like all of my precious, precious, precious jewelry in it, that I like slammed my suitcase on the ground and I was like, ah! As the reporter was sitting downstairs. Yeah, and Lita was sitting right there with the reporter and the reporter was like, right before I did it, the reporter goes, so where do you think we should do this? And, I, and then you hear this like slamming of a, of a luggage and me going, ah! And Lena goes, well, um, hmm, I don't know yet. Maybe we should wait for her to tell you that. I'll, I'll go check. Oh, God. <laughs> but all things considered, oh, no. that one outburst for that whole week, it's pretty good. Right. I mean. It's pretty good. Held it together. It was just I that one damn bag. It's that one little damn bag. He, Yeah. I still haven't found it. I don't know where it is. You still haven't? Oh, oh, wow. Yeah, I think I think we left it in Toronto. They found something in the room in Toronto, and they said they would ship it to me, but I have no idea what it is. Yeah, it's probably that. Yeah. So, um, I'm okay. I'm fine. Everything is fine. Yeah, everything's fine. How are you? I'm okay. Sorry. Uh, it's been It's been far less eventful on my end but you know chasing chasing a puppy and trying to work yeah. and it's been hell i'm not gonna lie but <laughs> i'm here the dog is cute and non-stop the dog is work is it not holy shit so the much dog work. Is work so much work it's just it's so much nonstop, work. right? I am. I mean, I have to say, I've always wanted a small dog, and I'm so glad that I have a small dog because at least I can pick her up to kind of regain control and move around and do things. Like with a bigger dog, you don't really have that flexibility. But I can, I can oh, yeah. actually pick her up like a football and hold her 
And I mean, sometimes she'll, you know, squirm and wiggle, but she's so small that it, it doesn't really matter. So then she just grunts at me and gives me angry eyes. But I can't. <laughs> oh, my God. She gives you angry eyes. Yeah, I pick her up I and she wiggles. can't imagine her giving. And then she goes <laughs> and just stares at me. So it's, I mean, it's honestly pretty cute, but it is, it's nonstop. It's absolutely nonstop. And fortunately, I have to say that Lexton is really pulling his weight because it ends up being kind of a tag team. Like if she's, if she's asleep in her crate, it's like turbo where I do as much work as possible. He works on school as much as possible. And then when she's up, it's totally like, well, you take her out and while you're taking her out, I'll get her food. And then while she's eating, you can do this. And then I need you to be with her for 30 minutes so I can finish this. And then I'll come. And he's been great about it Mm -hmm. because she's still young enough where we don't have to like be with her every second, but she has to be in your line of sight. Right. Exactly. So sometimes she might be or laying and chewing on wrong. a toy for 20 minutes, which is fine. But if you don't watch her, then she's like climbing up the stairs or peeing in the corner she's or robbing a bank. Yes. Is what she's doing. Pretty much. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And she's very quiet about it. And yeah. So it's been, it's been a lot. It's been a lot. Like you're on your own book tour. <laughs> yeah. Except I'm just chasing a fucking dog everywhere. Oh. <laughs> And it's been kind of cold in the morning. So, I mean, we got snow yesterday, which is now gone. But yesterday was... Jesus Christ, really? That was the general mood in all of Chicagoland yesterday. Yeah, I mean, it was gross, heavy, wet, sleet, terrible. And so I go to take her for a walk on these cold mornings, and she will not walk. So what I have to do is I have to pick her up and carry her like six blocks away. Why won't she walk? Because it's cold and she just doesn't want to be outside. No, 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 you can't do that. No, it's, this is, this is for survival at this point. (laughs) So it's, it's partially because what I've realized is, and it's get it's getting better, but I'll take her out in the yard and she'll, she'll go to the bathroom, but not all of it. So I have to walk her to kind of get the, the rest of it out in the morning. And it is worth it for one reason and one reason only. Because her favorite spot to shit is on the lawn of the one house with the pro-Trump sign. And I do not encourage it. They just have nice grass. And it's awesome. It, without fail, like in the same spot. I do not encourage it. <laughs> I mean... I'm like, this is your favorite grass. It's really nice, isn't it? That's right. Shit right there. Maybe I'll forget a piece <laughs> when I pick it up. That's totally worth it. But I am, I have already contacted a, a puppy trainer. Okay, because good. Because something needs to happen. She's actually, she's pretty smart. The last couple days she has like whined at the door to go out, which is awesome. And now when she comes in, she comes in the house and immediately sits down and waits for the leash to come off. Interesting. Which is great. And then the leash comes off and she runs like a fucking maniac. They, at, the, at this point, they, they can learn so quickly. And, and getting that training is, is really important, I think. Yes. Oh, yeah. Um, having 
having somebody basically come in and dog whisper your dog is amazing. Yes, that is exactly what Mm -hmm. I need. Yeah. Because holy God. (laughs) It's just. It's encouraging to know that this still happens like with smaller dogs. Because my dogs are not necessarily much bigger, but they are bigger. Like that a smaller dog is doing this shit is like amazing. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, and, but it's also infuriating because it's, I'm like, you're, you are the size of a loaf of bread. You should not have this kind of power. <laughs> and yet she does. I can, I can say this. I'm, I would take a book tour over having a puppy any day, any day. <laughs> yeah. It's, and the more people that I meet, like just out on walks or whatever, like, oh, how old? I'm like, oh, about 12 weeks. Oh, a puppy. Yeah, I'll never do that again. Great. That's thank you for that encouragement. I appreciate it. So many people they're like, yeah, I get them after they're trained, or I really prefer the ones that are just old and chill. Yeah, it's like, you know, I chopped off my thumb once when I was making a salad. I'm not I'm not ever gonna do that again. Not I don't plan to do that on purpose again. I mean, in hindsight, I can see the advantage of not adopting a puppy. But here we are. But, 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 I will say this. And you will, you know, I'm sure you know this. Like, you will have had her from this age. She will have known you from this age. Right. You get to see this part of her. And there's something about it that you're earning a lot through this, I think. You're earning a lot of memories and emotion with her and loyalty from her because you are what she will have known and she will love you. That's probably, yeah. I mean, that's probably true. And watching Lexton bond with her has been, has been pretty great. (laughs) So it's, it's rewarding. It's just exhausting as all hell. And it's interesting. This, I mean, we're like, we're near the end here and this is kind of a, this is a deeper conversation, but I had just had the floors refinished, which was like the thing I was waiting for to get, obviously to get area rugs and to finish the dining room and the living, like to furnish whatever. And now I don't really want to do that because I'm not really keen on buying area rugs that are just going to get shit on. It Mm -hmm. just doesn't make sense to me. But I realized that I've been living like as, as a single parent for four years and nothing has ever been completely furnished or decorated. I've always had a reason to not do it yet. And I, I realized that it's because by not furnishing and decorating, I can constantly be thinking about and planning to furnish and decorate. And it's, it's kind of become a crutch and a distraction from the fact that I have to do it on my own. So if I finish it, then like I need, I, I, I've realized then I will need something else or I'll have to face, you know, what that is, what that completion looks like. And it's kind of weird. And now I'm realizing, well, I can't get the, I can't finish because I have a puppy. I'm like, that's not the reason. Like really it's not, <laughs> it's just, it's a good excuse, but it's really not the reason. So, yeah. yeah. So it's been a really easygoing week, in other words. I'm, I'm so sorry that 
I took up our whole conversation with no. this whole thing. So. There's a lot going on. I mean, we really just can't cover it. Maybe we can find time, time this week to record. This week, yeah. yeah, this week should be better about finding time. And really quickly, as we end this episode, maybe nobody has uh, listened this long. Um, but I'll tell you this. this is, I'm going to whisper this as well. So um, John took my daughters to my um, nephew's wedding reception. My 20-year-old nephew got married. Oh. Yeah. Um, so like all yeah, of your family? With all of my family was there. John Damn. went and was with all of my family. Yeah, yeah. He told me that they were very gracious and kind. And um, he had just taken them to their piano lessons. And then he drove down to the reception. Um, and when he got there, he started talking to my mom and he's... <laughs> he's a little flustered because he's just like, man, you know, it's just like I had to get so much work done and then I had to like stop and then I had to like take the girls, I like getting their piano lessons. Like I was just, and then get getting down here and my mom is looking at him and he's like, oh, I'm probably talking to the wrong person, huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. That's pretty perfect though. I'm sure your mom had my mom said, of thoughts. My mom said, oh, are you, are you taking care of the kids by yourself? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But damn, your yeah. nephew's wedding reception and he went. I yeah. mean, it's come a long way since I, 2012. It has come a long way. Yeah. So. Wow that happened anyway uh yeah um i have like uh where am i am i in salt lake city <laughs> i think i am i think i I, know I need to drink some water and eat something uh i leave tomorrow for austin um yeah and as always i mean oh, we'd, yeah. we'd love to hear from anyone especially you know if you've had the opportunity to see heather i guess at this point in new york toronto salt lake or Austin and, and Denver, because this will come out right when you're in Denver. Yeah. Oh, also really quickly, really, 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 really quickly. I'm going to say this in case anybody's still listening. Last week, my mother, this is my mother, Avon World Sales Leader. Her younger brother died on Sunday on Easter. Her daughter released a book on Tuesday. Her grandson got married on Thursday. That was my mother's week. Just a little bit of it. Just a tiny little inkling of my mother's week. People were asking me, right, did your mom come on tour with you? And I was like, she's got some things to do. Oh, right. So, yeah. Anyway. Uh, Busy yeah, week for that's, her. Yeah, that's what I'm competing with. <laughs> uh, I would love, yeah, we'd love to hear from everyone out there about dogs, puppy training, uh, how do you survive getting three hours of sleep? Uh, do I need to take a Vivran? Is that what it's called? I don't know. Maybe <laughs> suggestions on how to drink enough water. Maybe you need one of those camel packs. Like yeah. A straw. A camel yeah. pack. Yeah. Maybe that's what I need. Carry that with me. Um, shoes. Advice on shoes. Because I don't get dressed up. Much. Right. Or some good band-aids. I'm getting I mean, dressed up. Fine. Yeah. I bought a whole bunch of band-aids today, yesterday. Okay. 
Yes. Um, and many, many, many thanks to everybody who came out to um, my, my readings and who are coming out. And um, I love, 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 love seeing you and hearing your stories and sharing with you. And um, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I would love to hear more from all of you about all of it. Uh, stories at manicramblings.com. And you can find us Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at manicramblings and on Patreon patreon.com slash manic rambling yep um until next time uh, hydrate and, and and when you get that text message from your father remember uh it's gonna it's gonna be okay <laughs> that's really it's that's, that's okay. really the final send off is it's gonna be okay it's gonna be okay it will be i promise it'll be okay Many thanks to Tan Lines for the soundtrack, to Lisa Congdon for the cover art, and to Ryan Coomer for his expertise with the editing stuff. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.